Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. And thank you for joining us for another week. Yeah, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Yes, and don't forget to follow us on all things social. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Category Is Pod. And write us a listener letter, send us a suggestion, a shout out, or some feedback. Our email address is categoryispod at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right. Welcome back to another week. Yeah. Thank you for subscribing <laughs> and listening. You got yes. that you got that episode right in your notification inbox. Yeah. Notification. You ready to go. All right. Well, Maurice, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. I uh, didn't really do much. On Saturday it was my ex's birthday. Oh. Brunch. So fun. Yeah. So I went to Barcelona wine bar in South Philly. On um Passion yes. Avenue. Yeah. Passion has such cute restaurants. Um, it does. I don't really get down there that much though. Yeah, it's kinda like a little like far. out of the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's a cute little neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there and it was um it was weird because we were there and it was pretty much like empty. Okay. But they didn't seat us for like thirty minutes. Did you have a reservation? Yeah, we had a reservation. I mean, it was a lot of people, so, you know, they say they have to, like, set the table up. Y'all should have been prepared. But this, yeah, so we were looking, and I'm like, there's, like, no movement going on. We they knew y'all was down. coming. Yeah, I think they just wanted us to sit at the bar and then order some drinks and then, you know, that whole thing. But, I suppose. Yeah, but it was cool. It's a nice little place. I like going yeah. there. It's mm-hmm. a cute little spot. Yeah. Um... I don't know if I like tapas anymore. Why? Because I hate, you know, tapas, it comes out as it's done, you know, from mm-hmm. the kitchen or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just, you get a couple dishes and then you sometimes you wait like 20, 30 minutes for like There's your like next dish. It's always like you get like a small plate, eat that, and you're waiting for like the next thing to come out. And then you forget what you had and then you start right. getting full and then something else comes out and, you know, it's just a whole big thing. Aww. Yeah. But it was well, it was okay. Hope you had a fun time at least. Yeah, and then on Sunday, um, didn't really do much. My boyfriend and I just went for a long walk like we usually do, and that was pretty much it. Fun, Weather fun. was good, nice. Yeah, it was super nice on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? This weekend in Philadelphia, it was pen relays. Mm-hmm. Um, as a former track and field athlete, mm-hmm. I was a runner. I used to run hurdles. I love, love, love pen relays. It just kind of takes me back to like you know being. In the track in the team. Track, yeah. In like that whole world. It's just super fun. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Um, so me and my friends, we all went to breakfast at the ass crack. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. 9.30 for breakfast is early on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm not up there early. And then we went over to Franklin Field, which is at Penn, mm-hmm. University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's the oldest relay in the country. Really? Yes. Oh, and I didn't know that. I don't know when it dates back. Oh, this was the 125th running. Oh, so I'm guessing okay. that started, what, in, in 1895? 94? Four, yeah. 95? Four. Four. Okay, yeah. 1894. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're not good at math over here. <laughs> category is. That's not math. But that's, I think that's like awesome. It's the oldest uh-huh. relay. Uh, and it's also a relay that features high school runners, mm-hmm. college athletes, mm-hmm. as well as professional athletes. Mm-hmm. So they had like, you know, U.S. versus the world yeah. on all these relays. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jamaica was there heavy oh, wow. representing. Jafakans were there. No, it was real Jamaicans. Mm. It was some real Jamaicans. At yeah. least the ones I was sitting next oh, okay. to. Yes. They probably smell like weed. Ooh. 
<laughs> I don't know. They smell like beef patty. Uh-huh. It was so funny because as we walked through the stadium, there was a uh, golden golden crust. crust. I was like, now you know what? Golden crust had they, a whole setup. Yeah, I bet they made a lot of money. That they day. sure did. The line yeah. was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All them Jamaicans. Yes, I remember when I was in college, I used to go up to Broaden only, mm-hmm. and I used to go to the Golden Crust there. Yeah, they get two beef patties, a cocoa <laughs> bread, and a champagne cola. The best. They used to have good um, spinach patties. Yeah, the one in the, the gallery? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and they closed they it. They closed that one a long Damn. time ago. Yeah. I love me a good Jamaican yeah. beef patty. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any on Saturday. No. Yeah, and they charge an arm and a leg. Like, mm-hmm. the prices are just escalating they, because yeah. it's a special event. Yeah. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamaica dominates the track as they usually as do. As always. Uh, was the, Usain both there? He was not. Oh, okay. not. Or at least he wasn't when I was. Okay. I was. I left. Mm-hmm. But um, it was cool. Uh, you know, the U.S. did really well with their professional athletes. Mm-hmm. But the surprising one to me was Canada. Really? Now, y'all know I got some little Canadian roots little now. Bit. Like I was, track or like the field events? On the track. Really? Yes. The men's and the women's teams were killing it. Like even I think in the um, women's four by one, uh-huh. I was sitting next to all these Jamaican people. And they was like, that girl from Canada can run. That girl from wow. Canada could run. I'm like, but the gag is she's probably from some island down there. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's a lot of West Indians mm-hmm. and stuff in Toronto. Yeah. But the Canadians did surprisingly well. Oh. Because when you watch the Olympics, mm-hmm. like, ain't nobody really checking for Canada. Not in the track. Not on the track. Yeah. Maybe on, like, the shot put. There's the, the, <laughs> there's the one guy that do, he does the um, pole vault. Mm-hmm. He's a little white guy. Right. Yeah. But right. He's good at that. He won the gold medal, I think, in Rio. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, Canada. Mm-hmm. They did well. And then um, that's pretty much it. Just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. The remainder of the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, getting ready for some upcoming travel yeah. and such. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Okay. All right. Well, we hope that you guys also follow us on our social. We just talked about that, like, not even <laughs> five minutes ago. Right. But if you do, on our Instagram and Twitter this past week, we made a big announcement that yeah, we have been we were teasing. doing a little countdown. Yes. Yeah. We had a countdown for mm-hmm. you, a la Beyonce. <laughs> oh, that's your favorite song by her? Um, it was appropriate. It was appropriate. For the moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we counted down to our announcement, <laughs> yes. and it was that we were featured as rising stars in Attitude, Attitude magazine. magazine. So Attitude Magazine is the best-selling gay magazine in the UK. Yeah, so United Kingdom, darling. Yeah, we're across the pond. They just celebrated their 25th anniversary. So they were founded in um, like May of 1994. Congratulations yeah. on 25 years, yeah, Attitude. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to give a you know big shout out, a big thank you to everyone over at Attitude for yes. you know featuring us. Yeah, it was super exciting for yeah. me because I think that Maurice and I started this podcast. This is a little passion project mm-hmm. again. Just to, you know, we get together about once a week anyway, anyway and yeah. we have the most outlandish conversations. Ridiculous. So we were like, why not record this shit? <laughs> Especially because I was a podcast enthusiast. Yeah, you love them. But you know, now that you know we're doing podcasts, I was super excited because it is a lot of work, mm-hmm. and we're two people with. Two full-time jobs, mm-hmm. you know, family, relationships, all that jazz. Yeah. And I think it was nice just to get some recognition, especially yeah. from a gay publication. Yeah. Because as two black gay men, I think that the podcasting landscape is very, very white, very, yeah, very straight. It's not that diverse. It's not very diverse. Yeah. So it was awesome to kind of just get some recognition, mm-hmm. especially from a major publication yeah. in the media. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was awesome to have that interview mm-hmm. and talk about why we did this podcast mm-hmm. and what we hope to what gain from to. it. Yeah, yeah. So we hope that you guys go check it out. Yeah. They'll be coming out in the U.S. within the next 
month oh, or so. Yeah, sometime in the next month. They're yeah. already available in the UK, so you mm-hmm. can hop over to your local bookstore, yes, pick it up. Newsstand, darling. Newsstand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then if you're in the US, Canada, anywhere else across the globe, you can download the Attitude app at the App Store or the Android, Android Market, I think is what they call right. it now. Um, you can also, like Justin said, go to their website, which is attitude.co.uk. You can either download the current issue, which is the June 2019 which issue. Which is Pride Month in the which, U.S. Yes, so yes. that's so appropriate. Um, so you can either um, download that one issue or get a subscription for the year. Right. Yeah. Awesome. We're featured. It's um, The guy on the cover is Taryn Egerton. I think I'm pronouncing that right, correctly. Right. I think he's so playing he's, Elton John. Right? Yes. So he is going to be playing Elton John in a, like a new biopic that's coming out. Biopic. I said biopic. I said biopic. Really? Okay. All um, right. I anyway. Um, but he's also in, do you remember that movie called The Kingsman with Colin Firth? With the umbrellas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's in that. Oh, I didn't remember. Yeah. I just remember Colin Firth. Really? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> oh, fun. Well, but awesome. Yeah, he's in it too. Yeah. Yes, it's exciting to actually it be like is. in a glossy. Yeah. Yes, darling. Yes. And you know, not with my thing out. You know, not being a pinup. <laughs> You know, I'm in there respectably. Also, shout Holy out to quote. our photographer, yeah, Mike, Mike Rios. Rios. He's a local-based mm-hmm. Philly photographer. You know, we like to yeah. reinvest in our community and LGBT <laughs> and such. Right. Yeah. But he did awesome with our photographs. Yeah, we were very, yeah. very pleased. He was very, very You can good. find him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Mike Rios HBG. HBG. Yes. Uh, he was so cool. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> it's funny. We did that photo shoot when? Back in... It was cold. Was it January or... <laughs> Um, yeah. It was either January or February. Yeah. It yeah. Was, all I know is it was it cold. Was freezing. Wow. Yeah. My, like in the one <laughs> the one photo of us, like my nose is so, so red. Because <laughs> I was freezing. Like I never wear a hat, but I had on a full hat and yeah. scarf. Because, you yeah. know, we try to serve as much body as we could. As we could, but the but, weather was oh. not cooperating. Mm-mm. Yeah. I just kept thinking of season one of America's Next Top Model. Oh, yeah. One, episode one, when mm-hmm. they shot the swimsuits on the, on the roof. roof. Yeah. And Tyra's like, we switched the suit. <laughs> We shoot swimsuits in winter. Yeah. And yeah. we shoot furs in summer. in summer. And I was just trying to smile and surf face. But, ooh, that was a cold It day. was very cold. But, mm-hmm. you know, we made it work. The pictures came out nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, be sure to check yes. check us out. Yes. Thanks again, Attitude. Yeah. All right, Maurice. What are we drinking this week? So, this week we are drinking a grapefruit margarita in honor of Cinco de Mayo. Which... Yes. I, 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 Cinco. <laughs> the favorite drinking holiday in the U.S.? Is it? Or is it St. Patrick's? It's, it goes back and forth, but... I don't know. I think that margarita is now the most popular, like, cocktail in the U.S. Really? Yeah. Oh. But I love Cinco de Mayo. You know, I usually don't miss it. <laughs> it is uh, one of my favorite drinking holidays, uh-huh. just because... I'm mainly because I love tequila. I like tequila, And I too. love Mexican food. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, so in this drink, we have some fresh squeezed grapefruit juice. We have Cointreau. That's how you say it? Yeah. I say Cointreau. No. No, no I can't say it. I say, I say Cointreau. No. Oh, Cointreau. Yeah, like, gotcha. it's like French uh, pronunciation. Mm-mm. We have some fresh squeezed lime juice and some what? It's fresh squeezed grapefruit juice? That's I already said that. Okay, grapefruit yeah. tequila. Tequila Blanco we used. Yeah. Here. 
Yes. And we sugared our rounds. Yeah. Yes. If you want salt. I don't like the salt. Me neither. Yeah. We, we're a little sweet over here at mm-hmm. Categories, if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> we're not salty. we sweet. Well, sometimes no. we're well, salty. Well, sometimes we are. Well, you mainly me. Yeah. You're always salty. Ooh. Messy. Yeah. But yes, happy single. Also know that it's not Mexican it's Independence not. Day. People think it is. Though. No. It is com- to commemorate their uh, victory of some battle, I think. Uh, which one? The Battle of Pueblo. <laughs> you made that up. Mm-mm. That's what it says online. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So, yes, Mexico. Viva la raza. Yes. Y'all better get right if y'all want to keep drinking avocados. <laughs> or <laughs> drinking margaritas and eating avocados. Ooh. Uh, All right, child. Well, let's get into these categories. categories. Category is bills, bills, bills. Can yes. you pay my bills? Can Matthew. You pay my bills? <laughs> can you pay my automobiles? And then maybe you can chill. Matthew Knowles, who is the father of the one and only Solange Knowles. <laughs> what? Yes, her too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why she always got to be the two? How come she can never Because she's the youngest one. She's the youngest one. I guess. You have to go in order. I guess. In birth order. So he's the father of the legendary iconic Solange Knowles and her sister Beyonce. Yes. yes. <laughs> See, that has a totally different ring to it. Totally right. different ring. So You're welcome, Solange. <laughs> so Matthew, which his name only has one T. Did you know that? I did not. Really? Yeah, it's they one couldn't T. afford a second T. I guess not. Goddamn. Yeah. So you know, he was like their manager for a long time. He was yes. their um the Destiny Child creator. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because they was girls' time once upon a time mm-hmm. well, when they, when they had like, yeah, <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> they did lose. Yeah. All. So you know, Matthew, he was their uh, manager for a long time, and then they got rid of him after like all those shakeups and group you know stuff right and so he announced that he is producing a musical a broadway musical about the destiny child group he said it's time to pull back the curtain he wants to give the world the opportunity to hear see and feel the victories and failures that he had as a husband father and manager so, so I'm like, wait, them? is this about you or is this about them? He's just trying to get his bills paid pretty <laughs> right. much. Child. My thing is, how is it's this going to be any different from Dreamgirls? <laughs> right. Except, you know, lacking nice fashions in place of Mama Tina's. Yeah. Her fashions were a bit questionable. Yeah. They were a mess back in the day. But it's called Survivor, the Destiny's Child musical. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know where to go with this, Matthew. Yeah. I mean, didn't she excommunicate him? Like, are they even speaking again? She being who? Beyonce? Beyonce. I I know that there was a point in time. The timeline's fuzzy, but Mm -hmm. I know that he had a love child with some woman. Yes. And then Mama Tina divorced him Mm -hmm. and went with the man that she's with now. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that there was a period of overlap where Jay-Z had cheated on Beyonce or something. Mm-hmm. But I know Beyonce did stop talking to Matthew. Yeah. She did fire him around a... uh, um, when she did the album four. Okay. That's a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she needed to go to a new direction and a new height that Matthew with one T could just not take her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that they're all okay now. Okay. That's good. You know, I don't know how often Beyonce um, hangs with her little brother or sister. I think it was a girl actually. I'm I don't not know. really sure. I have no idea. But yeah, 
I don't know. To me, I know that Britney Spears is coming out with a Broadway play. Mm, I don't, to me, I think it's kind of like smudging away at what Broadway is supposed to be. Yeah. You know, Broadway is becoming a little bit less highbrow, mm-hmm. a little more lowbrow. It's more accessible. And more accessible. Yeah. Because now you have, what, Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Basically, any like any, cult classic yeah. movie mm-hmm. will become a Broadway play. Yeah. I mean, it's only like a There's... matter of 15 years before we have, you know, um, Get Out, the Broadway play. <laughs> or or what is the other one? Um, Us, the Broadway yeah. play. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's, I like the classics. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how this will differ from Dreamgirls, except, like, the time period. Mm-hmm. It's probably pretty much the same thing, because yeah. I mean, you've got a girl group, you've got right. kind of, what, infighting, you have a questionable manager, you have, you know, some um, group switch-ups. So it's like, mm, I don't know. And like you said, you know, Holly, uh, Broadway is becoming a little bit more common mm-hmm. you know and they try oh, no no not common <laughs> oh gosh who you call it common right <laughs> that's from dream girls oh is you it? remember that yeah oh, yes 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 uh jennifer hudson's uh-huh. character said that yeah Effie. Effie. and so um it, it's just becoming a little bit more watered down and right i get that they want to kind of open it up to like a broader audience because you know broadway in the past had a perception or connotation that it, you know it's high society and it's upscale and you know people used to get right. dressed to go to the theater but you know now it seems like everybody trying to make a jet yes and child. he but is this, is this a story that the people want to see no in, in, to well place to songs and, and dramatic acting this is probably more suited for like the chitlin circuit and not don't do that <laughs> not broadway like Tyler Perry. yeah but no beyonce is so far beyond that just the fact that she but has emerged from that group. she has nothing to do with this so like i think he owns the destiny's child name that's so he? yeah he Damn. has the rights to the name so i think that's why he's throwing the name on there mm. because people will go to see it because you know it's affiliated with beyonce <sighs> and so i think that's probably what he's banking on like well let me you know Say I'm gonna pull back the curtain, tell everyone these secrets, right? About Beyonce, and they'll come and they'll buy tickets. Well, I don't think that's gonna like you know improve his relationship with Beyonce any Definitely further. No. But if they do do this, mm-hmm. I would like to be a consultant, <laughs> Why? at least on some of the choreography, in oh, um, some of the wardrobe okay, as well, okay. as well as the hair. Yeah, I do want there to be a full scene where uh, Beyonce <laughs> says to Farrah Franklin. Uh, your luggage. Your luggage. <laughs> we can send your luggage to you, and I want dancers coming out with luggage. With <laughs> a full scene just called luggage, oh, and that is the departure of Farrah Franklin. Like honestly, it, it needs to be a comedy. Yeah, you know, it, it yeah. cannot be a drama. Like Dreamgirls is kind of more of a drama than a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this definitely. I feel fun. like this should be this should go the comedy, comedy. route. Yeah. Like get your luggage. There needs to be a whole scene where like. Of just Michelle falling. <laughs> like, a whole montage. What was know? that BET? 106 in Park where she fell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there needs to be, like, a whole... I could exactly, like, just see how, uh-huh. you know, Latoya, Latoya and Latavia, mm-hmm. the two original members Originals, of the group, yeah. like, how they're just kind of ousted. And they can kind of recreate the whole Say My Name video on the staging. With it moving. <laughs> With the moving. <laughs> Like I can, I can see it. It wow. could be fun, but I think that Matthew should partner with Candy Burris. Okay, maybe we can get Why? like 
because can't this seems like up candy's realm you know oh, she, she's she did doing have that she 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 does those types of plays mm-hmm. i'm not gonna call them chick chitlin 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 circuits yeah that's pretty much but i know she it. has her like welcome to the dungeon thing that's about to go on tour. is that a play it's a cabaret oh, okay. but i mean mm. how i mean so is medea medea is basically a cabaret right but i feel like this could be really good on that circuit because one is going to be a touring show mm-hmm. i don't know if necessarily destiny's child has the pull to sell out a theater every night or eight, 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 eight shows a week on broadway well, those theaters are small. They are, but I mean, how long is it going to run? It's not like you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> right. Harry Potter. What am I saying? Harry Potter makes sense, yeah, right? Like yeah. Mean Girls makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like universal appeal. Mm-hmm. Destiny's Child is a little bit urban. Niche, yeah, you know. Well, but again, people love Beyonce, and if it's affiliated with her, which he's banking on, he's thinking that they'll they'll buy it. They'll come and support. We'll see. Yeah. I'd rather go see Selena the Broadway play first. Do they have that? No, they oh, need to make it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just came up with a great idea. Hold on. <laughs> Time out. I might need to do something with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or, you know, like the Tina Turner one I did want to see. That's in London. That's in London, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. What's love What's got love? to do with it? Gosh darn. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Best of luck I to won't. you. Oh, you won't go? <laughs> no. Child. I don't feature Matthew. I'm not giving him no child support money. Well, let's see if you feature this next category and if you'll be featuring him on your ballot in 2020. (laughs) And that is none other than former Vice President Joe Biden. No. He's announced that he will now be running for president. He's thrown his hat into the ring of over now, not over, but of 20. There's 20 now uh, Democratic presidential candidates. And one of the most notable now. And Um, I think the undisputed front runner. Oh, what is Joe Biden? Well, his logo is ugly. He needs to work on that. I think it's cute. Um, and then why well, just didn't like it because the E is a different color, and so your eye kind of goes to the J O, right? Which... Like a cup of Joe. No, that's Uh-oh. not what I was thinking. Of. Oh, you're thinking jerk off. <gasps> oh, wow, mm-hmm. wow, brains yeah. are so different. Yeah. And so, because <laughs> <laughs> I totally did not see that yeah look at it again but does he have a website i don't know i saw it on um on the news okay on cnn.com or something Uh uh-huh yeah but i mean i get that he's the front runner but why is he the front runner i think because he's familiar and i think because he has held a high executive office Mm -hmm. vice president uh, for eight years under Obama. Mm-hmm. And I think that just like Matthew was banking on the association of Beyonce, mm-hmm. he's banking on the association from Obama. Right. And I think that, at least for me, you know, I've talked a little bit about my own personal political views here. Mm-hmm. Not too much. But I think that this is a race. It's a very tricky time. This mm-hmm. is a race where we don't have the um, luxury of of rolling the dice and of gambling it. And I think that we need to probably, <clears throat> as a Democratic Party, play it a little bit safer. Okay. And elect a white man who can have that cross-racial appeal, who can reach out to middle That's... America and potentially get back some of the former Trump supporters so that we That's can win this election and we can move forward. A malarkey. I understand your points. I really do. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to get him out of the office. Right. Biden has that appeal. He has the name recognition. He has a certain 
cool factor with sure. all the memes right. <laughs> that people have been putting out for the past eight years. And on the one hand, I do think that all the other white candidates need to just go home right now. Even Buttigieg? The, um, the gay mayor? Yeah, because I ain't feature him anyway. Like, his... He just seemed like a mediocre candidate okay who just happened to be gay and he's trying to ride that way he's trying to ride that way. he's trying to oh. ride um that to say like well if you don't vote for me or if you don't support me then you're homophobic and I don't know if he's going to that length not definitely not he's overtly. riding he's riding the gay card uh-huh and then he hired someone to like create a social media um, buzz about him. Did really? you just read that? Yeah, I read some articles about oh, what's how... their rates? Maybe we can get them for years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he hired like some social media like guru or something okay. to like create this buzz that he had been experiencing like up until Joe Biden announced. Mm-mm. And so now, you know, he's pretty much forgotten. But I think that, you know, Joe, yeah, I could see him being the front runner, but mm, there's some things that he would need to do in order to like lock it down for sure. Like in such as? Well, okay, if he is the front runner, then he has to pick a black female candidate, uh, running mate. And there's only one. And there's only one. He has to pick Kamala. As... Kamala. Oh, that's right. Kam- Kamala. 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 He has to pick her as the running mate because one, Barack picked you as his running mate. Right. So you got to pay it forward, honey. Yes. You got- <laughs> in, in more ways than and one. In more ways than one. Like, he picked you, um, someone who, you know, not the same race, and you are essentially riding Barack's coattails at this point. Right. So, you know, you got to, you know, mm-hmm. reach out too. Yeah. So also, all I think, the- I think also kind of like make up for all the disappointment behind everyone who are Hillary supporters. Yeah. To get a woman to yeah. a high position. Higher position. Yeah. And so... That's one thing. So then, you know, he's facing backlash about the Anita Hill, mm-hmm. um, Clarence Thomas um, thing back in the day. Right. And, you know, recently he's been having that Me Too pushback with all the right. hugs he was giving <laughs> when he was taking pictures with those women. <laughs> so he kind of has to mitigate that. Right. And the best way to do that is pick oh, a female running mate. Running mate. So I do think that, you know, a lot of the other candidates, y'all need to just go home right, right now. Right. Just pull out Beto, bye, adios. Yang, bye girl. Yeah. Um, even Elizabeth Warren, like, bye girl. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, we will see. The, the problem for me is just like, I'm as, as, you know, someone who's more liberal more progressive mm-hmm. you know i i think that you know we are running against an incumbent and i have no problem saying yeah. i'm not a supporter of donald trump so now we have this huge landscape there's 20 people to choose from mm-hmm. like what are debates going to be like i Ugh. feel like honestly they... there needs to be some kind of convention mm-hmm. the fbi the cia <laughs> hillary and her people somebody just need to or you know facebook mm-hmm. wikileaks putin somebody needs to <laughs> just have like a, a, a underground conference yeah. like you know, 500 miles below the surface. And then they'd be like, look, you're out because of this. And mm-hmm. they'd be, we need to come to a consensus. Yeah. And we need to get behind one running mate. Because mm-hmm. what I fear is we're going to have a situation before with those disgruntled Bernie supporters Ugh. who basically Girl. like... Well, nobody's featuring him this time. 
Not you know, like they were before. Not like they were before. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, you know, I think we can be too divided in the Democratic Party. And yeah. that now we have 20 That's, people to choose mm-hmm. from. People, once you start hearing their platforms, you're going to get married to that person because either, you know, they speak to your interests or your mm-hmm. concerns or you mm-hmm. identify with them or you just like them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to divide our party up too much. Yeah. And then we won't be able to have a unified front going into the primary. Mm-hmm. Or to the you know presidential election, mm-hmm. and I think that you know people just need to have an honest conversation with themselves mm-hmm. and just drop out. Now it's not the time to be right. playing all these games. We don't need to be having disgruntled folks. We all gonna get behind this one person mm-hmm. and we gonna ride and that's out. It. Yeah, and everybody needs to get on the good foot, get in line, get in <laughs> formation. Right. So what they do is they say so you have to have a certain percent percentage in the national like polling right to be able to you know stand for the debate right and they pick what the top five because the republicans had a lot last time they too. did they had like two separate debates yeah right yeah. it was like all and those so people. this time i really think that people just need to drop out like Obama's booker <laughs> Girl. Like for did you see that rosario dawson got a clothing line at h&m what yes it's like a little capsule collection mm-hmm. but but has she got an acting role though like what's, what's going on with that <laughs> Look, she trying to get her coins any way she can. I mean, I get it. We all out here trying to get our coins. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like, you know, you are an actress. Wow. I mean. She's acting like she's but you his out here, girlfriend. But her out here doing H&M lines <laughs> is the equivalent of regular people just, you know, driving Uber. Right. But I guess, you know, she got bills to pay too. Okay. But, yeah, people just need to drop out. Um, and then... Just narrow down the field because, like you said, we don't want this long, drawn out right. process. And then, like Tulsi Gabbard can go, go, Gillibrand Bye can girl. go. Um, I don't even know the rest. Half of them don't even seem seasoned enough. Like, how you no. gonna go from mayor to president? Sis, have a seat. Yeah, I mean, how are you gonna lose your race and then right. be trying to run on the national level? Yeah. Girl, by girl, by beta. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I, for me, we don't have time to play. This Mm-mm. is risky. Yeah. I will really support Biden. I do okay. think that Biden will choose, honestly, either Harris, Booker, no. or Warren. No, he won't go for Warren. Why? Mm-mm. Because he would alienate the black vote. Right. It's really, it's Kamala got this locked up. Yeah. Yeah. What about Stacey Abrams? <laughs> Why do you laugh? Because I need Stacey Abrams to go... To like get a makeover, her fashions are atrocious. Well, it's harder for plus size women to get well, fashions. Well, I mean, I mean, you go to Lane Bryant, you go to New York and yes, Company, and you work it out and make it work. And she also lost hers. Yeah, as well. yeah. It's like I don't think that she's right. Like I think Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Harris, yeah, is the most. Um, prepare mm-hmm. in terms of her experience in terms of her mm-hmm. stature in terms of her I mean, she is a senator you yeah. know now yeah. freshman senator but she was you know california attorney, attorney general. general she is well experienced mm-hmm. and, and you i know, think that her being the second on the ticket mm-hmm. will detract from her um as it's her less, husband yeah and things like yeah, that yeah yeah but you know what i really love about her what two things first her hair be laid laid, laid. like that hair be mm-hmm on point she surely do wrap it up at night yeah number two she wears a grown woman heel thank you she don't be coming in no kitten heel no, no flats she has on like a good four or five inch heel right every time she steps right. out i think she's a shorter woman you is know 
I, I mean, she's not as tall as Michelle Obama. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And, you no, know, no. I love Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Auntie Shelly. <laughs> she's one of my three favorite people in this world. But. That's not my mama. But she's known for rocking her. Them kids. kids. I think I she had that. to do that during the presidency. Mm-mm. It was so repressive. Because, you know, now that he's not president, yeah. she's stepping out and grown woman here. Yeah, you still on thigh high boots. Yeah, some gold drawings. Yeah. I mean, because now she can really be herself. Mm-hmm. But I think that Kamala can wear a grown woman heel and mm-hmm. she still doesn't. Tower like tower over. over okay i can see that yeah i can see that so but i do appreciate she rocks mm-hmm. like a wrong woman here. yes yeah it just so you know, she got my vote for that it's a power pump yeah i like it mm-hmm. she's gonna put that pump on your neck <laughs> and she ain't letting off trump how about that uh best all right child well that's enough of the presidential talks you know we'll continue talking about this for the next two years yeah. until you know whatever whatever happens but moving from the leader of the free world to the leader of a church. <laughs> Category is... Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, you know, at the Coachella, he had his Sunday service. Mm-hmm. That cult. And it looked kind of cultish with the, the faded purple, those dusty purples. And they were purples. in, like, a circle. And then, do you see all those people, like, surrounding them? I saw an aerial yeah. shot. And I was like, ooh, that looks I guess. creepy. Everybody just looked like they needed a bath. Yeah. But to me... Kanye now has announced after his Sunday service at Coachella that he wants to start his own church. <laughs> now, he didn't say what denomination this church would be in or what religion. I shouldn't even... I, he, well, yeah. He well, didn't even decide what religion the church would be. Oh, okay. I'm assuming Christianity because that's uh, what Kim is. That's what I he guess. and his mother is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's trying to start his own thing like Black Scientology well, or what. Like, did, is he starting his own church of an established religion or is he starting his own religion? Because, you know, people speak interchangeably. They yeah. don't speak with exact words. And he definitely does not. Never. So my question is, is he saying he wants to, like, create a whole new church, like, denomination? Or he just wants to, like, put in the money for the building fund and, like, build Again. the like the actual building i'm not for, i'm not sure. And because Kanye never speaks in exactitudes, <laughs> he just speaks right. in, like, concepts loosely yeah. based in reality. yeah. And based upon his past history, that's all that we have to go on. <laughs> I believe that it's not out of the question that he's either going to A, start his own religion, wow. or B, start his own church or his name on it. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is like, just because you did a couple of your biggest hits over a gospel beat does not equate to church or religion or spirituality or history. Well... Right? And it's just, is, is he doing like the spiritual thing? Mm-hmm. Or is he doing like, religion and i get that all religions to a certain extent are made up Ooh, don't go there but i mean i'm not trying to go there but it's just like connie who do you think you are i think that he's well, like he's a narcissist and he has these grandiose ideas what? but he needs to be brought back down to the world my well, thing is connie uh, mm, mm. how about you start with being the musical director of a church when's the last time he's even been to church i mean you don't have to go to church to be connected and know the lord it would be no different than all these other people starting churches like who creflo dollar um but they're like what's the man with the gay scandal well that, i gotta be Jakes? more specific no no eddie long eddie long like oop, all oop, these oop. <laughs> all these you know but corrupt not, but, okay, and but morally so they're starting people. churches that are like christian baptist like we don't even okay. know what religion connie's even talking about that's fine connie's and... about to get all these you know white followers who like smoke peyote in they're going to believe that he's like God mm-hmm. and he's going to get all their money. And Kim's like, you know, but what's Mary Magdalene 2.0 <laughs> and it's popping off. But what's the difference between that and any other church? You have people I mean, who I don't are, know. I'm not making... who 
you know, follow these people to the ends of the earth who will give their last dime. Right. Be Their lights getting cut off, but the pastor driving a Rolls Royce. It's just dangerous, but I can't see that it's on. I can't say that this is unforeseen. I think that this is well, foreseeable. This is a foreseeable route that Kanye that he would, would yeah, go down. Yeah. But like even the other day on, on Instagram, mm-hmm. Kim is expecting her fourth baby, a fourth. boy, mm-hmm. uh, within the next two weeks. And she decided to have a sound bath. So there was well, on Instagram all these people who mm-hmm. were kind of sitting in a circle, very similar to that at Occult. the Coachella. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> at the Sunday service at yeah. Coachella. And, you know, she was dressed in like her monochromatic gray draping, which was mm-hmm. a little bit too tight on the hip. It was for a baby shower. Right. Was that a baby shower? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess at her baby shower, they decided to do a sound bath. Mm-hmm. Her Tibetan singing bowls were beautiful, though. Really? There's different um, notes that they make. Mm-hmm. And basically for 10 minutes in that example for... Uh, <laughs> it has to be 10 minutes. No, no, no. But Kim oh. Kardashian said for 10 minutes they were oh. going to meditate and do a sound bath. She also said that it was CBD themed to help everyone relax. I guess. Yeah. Can the children have CBDs? Yeah, because it doesn't contain the THCs. THC. Yeah. And the THCs is what gets you high. What gets you high. Yeah, CBD to my knowledge. You know, I don't know much about the drugs. But mm-hmm. to my knowledge, it just helps you relax right but i'm like but it can be used for a lot of things like pain pain, yeah sleep disorders Mm -hmm. um you know joint things Mm -hmm. just relaxation but there's like there's a couple restaurants in the city that do like cbd infused cocktails and food yeah so you know that mac and cheese restaurant mac mart yeah mac mart Mm -hmm. they have cbd infused mac and cheese really yeah see but i feel like are you just selling me hype because I want to see you like sprinkle the CBD on top. Mm-hmm. I want to like taste the potentness of the raw CBD. Yeah, like what does it taste like? I don't know. Mm. We have to educate ourselves on this topic. Um, maybe. Well, my thing is, is let me stop. <laughs> like, who I think CBD, CBD would like, be like drinking the... decaf coffee. Like, what's exactly, the point? Right. <laughs> like, bitch, I want the THC, bitch. <laughs> like, that's 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 the good good right there. Yeah. Why, why would you just take why would out you... Mm. what we're all here for? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. That's like going to a Britney Spears concert and taking away the dancing. We're not here for a vocal. <laughs> does she ever give one? Well, no. Okay. Well, we should really talk about her rest her. Mm-hmm. Not right, not right. Oh, she did she die? No, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but her career is pretty much dead. Oh, stop! But you know, yeah. she's just so numb to the world. Whatever. Well, she got out of the mental health facility. She did. Yeah, with her fine-looking boyfriend. Oh, he is fine. He's Middle man. Eastern. Yeah, I think like he got oil money. Mm-hmm. He little he got. Never mind. Well, he look like he got what? Mm. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so I heard she got out. Make the, the snake dance. But then, did you? <laughs> Take me on a magical carpet okay, ride, okay? Mm. But did you see that um, she did a uh, story or something, and people were questioning because she looked like out of it or something? I don't know. I I feel for Brittany because I know yeah. she has a conservat- conservatorship. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's someone managing her finances. Her father, basically, and her father's the one that's ill He's now. In, yeah. And um, basically, they keep her on. You know, she's medicated to kind of keep herself. Well, safe, but like I, I never saw her in Vegas. I know some people that went mm-hmm. to go see her in Vegas, and they were just like, it was just not. She, she, she's not present. Present, yeah. She's not like in maybe it. she took too much CBD. She's not. She's not doing that boom cat cat like Laurieann wants her to. Well, she ain't done that in a while, right? But I remember that Britney, that slave mm-hmm. for you, Britney. Yeah, 
that's when she was like at her peak. But then she had that knee injury, and I think that's where it like all changed. Oh. And so she's never, she's really never been the same since then. Because mm. was, was that 2007? That around, yeah, with the, with the shaving yeah. the hair mm. and stuff like that. And mm. Yeah, it's just sad because she's just not. Was her, yes. di- was her demise? Yes, it truly was. Mm-hmm. Child, yeah. Oh. And her weeds be looking up next. They do. Yeah. She just needs to get a wig. She needs to call Kylie. She needs to get um, touched by Tokyo. So that's where Kylie gets all hers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He do all the Kardashian. He does Cardi B too. He does do Cardi yeah. B. He does. He's done Naomi. Really? You know, Naomi has no edges at all. At all. Child, and she has hammer toes, but I still love her. She's <laughs> fierce, and she's been rocking. You know, she's been in, she's been in Nigeria. She's, she's been in Lagos yeah. for fashion week, killing it. Killing she's been it. in she Vogue, Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the body's everything. Yeah. And her mother. Have you seen her mom? Her mother's everything. Yes. Oh my god. Sick sickening mm-hmm. my god you, you you could never you 20 year old girls could never be never Naomi. that's why ever. she's fucking the um boy from the what's it called i don't know that little boy band i don't know either hopping back over to coachella mm-hmm. you know there was a huge herpes outbreak <laughs> don't laugh that's serious isa was fucking on that ferris wheel that's why mm-hmm. and you know isa don't never use no condom at all Mm-mm. she didn't even look at it she, she didn't inspect it <laughs> you know you got to inspect <laughs> You've got to look at it. You've got to see yeah. the, the sights. Mm-hmm. She just shoved it right on Issa Nasty. Yeah. But she, uh, that's Coachella. why she on her haters. Ooh, ooh. She had to free clinic. Ooh, stop. <laughs> Waiting in line. But there's been a huge outbreak in herpes at Coachella. I don't know ooh. how they're tracking this, but yeah. I, I feel like there's some app. At least from what I've read about, there's an app. Mm-hmm. And like people have been like, where you can like take pictures and what? like. Get like a virtual diagnosis. Child, oh, okay, know. okay. Like telemedicine. Basically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But there's an app that goes through, mm-hmm. and the app has gotten like increased spikes at following Coachella wow. for diagnoses okay. of herpes. Um, so that's unfortunate. You know, I wish the kids would just really protect themselves. Be careful out here. Wrap it up. But you know, I'm not trying to make light of it. But it's like you can swing a cat and hit a bitch with herpes. Like it ain't that serious. Well, <laughs> if you are like. By the time you're 35, I think like 85% of people got it. Ooh. But, I mean, it's just, you know, it's funny that it's at Coachella. Get your garter seal, girl. That's where you me, go. Me too, me too. <laughs> uh, also, Beyonce. So, after the Homecoming uh, DVD. Is it, no, it's not DVD. Netflix, Netflix. special. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm like waiting for the DVD. <laughs> uh, dropped out. She gonna be selling that too. I'm sure she will. Beyonce dropped her new hit. It's about to be Song of the Spring slash Summer of 19 Before I Let Go. And it's a remake. Okay. You know, to me, it's a remake of the Negro National Anthem. (laughs) Uh, It is played at everybody's barbecue. Every family reunion. Every family reunion. Every cookout. Every graduation. Mm -hmm. Every prom Mm send-off. Yes. It is Before I Let Go by Frankie Beverly and Mays. Beyonce pretty much kept the integrity of the song. And she added a little bit of a bass line. Yeah, yeah. She had a little bit of a, a thump to it mm-hmm. so we get a little mm-hmm. guttural. Yeah. But then at the end, she added like a little <laughs> dance challenge. Yeah, like one of them line dance things, yeah. right? Where it's like, you know, move like, to the left, yes. slide to the right. Yeah, you know, she said she said something about like drop then pop, but you mm-hmm. know I'm too old to be doing that now. Well, you still try. I do when I be left on the ground <laughs> with a dislocated knee. Right. But, you know, I know about that knee injury with Brittany. It, it, it changes <laughs> exactly. your life. But her song came out. People have been doing it all over the internet. Mm-hmm. So last week, mm-hmm. I think I sent you one. Yeah. There's, I'm sitting here just scrolling through Instagram mindlessly. 
and I see this is my first actually I hadn't even heard the Beyonce version oh okay because I think it does come on at the end of Homecoming but I just okay. I was too tired okay and I'm just going through Instagram mm-hmm. and I see what appears to me to be Beyonce oh yeah and she is getting it and I'm like hold on Beyonce can dance but this she, Beyonce don't hit the pocket Beyonce don't be in the pocket mm-hmm. like this performer was and remember I messaged you and I'm yeah. like wait why she got the little boy um, who tragically um, mm-hmm. ended his life yeah. by suicide Nigel Shelby mm-hmm. on her shirt mm-hmm. and you was like well it's not that good <laughs> it wasn't it was like it looked like a sheet of paper right. that she like pinned to her shirt because it wasn't moving with the... It didn't right. look like it was a part of the fabric. fabric. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, is this Beyonce's new video? And mm-hmm. it's just all these people yeah. dancing in the field. Yeah. Because at first, it looked like Beyonce It did. To me. It really did. Um, but she is an Instagrammer. She is a trans Beyonce performer mm-hmm. or impersonator, impersonator rather. Yeah. And she's a uh, LGBT trans activist. Mm-hmm. Her name is Miss Shalale. Shalali. I don't know. But I'm sure y'all seen her video. It's gone yeah. viral. It's mm-hmm. been all over the internet. But she yeah. was getting it. Beyonce don't be in the pocket like that. Beyonce can dance <laughs> now, but not like that. But on my second, and she view, ain't that skinny. She not that sketchy. <laughs> I was like, hold on, Beyonce. Are you, I, you got to go longer than 22 days yeah. without sugar, alcohol, yeah. meat, and all that. Yeah. Because she she snatched. She looked good. She looked good. She had Beyonce's mannerisms mm-hmm. and the hair, the, the hairography. Yeah. The hairography was on point. Mm-hmm. And to me, I watched a whole bunch of the Before I Let Go challenges. Okay. That was my favorite one. Really? Yeah. Beyonce actually retweeted, not retweeted, but like put it in a, put a, it. a story on Instagram. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. that's super cool. Yeah, that's cool. I heard that. Um, Beyonce had like reached out to her or something before, like she did yeah. something previously. Well, actually, on the homecoming uh, sh- um, Netflix show, uh-huh. when she's walking down the, um, you know, the little L, okay, out into the crowd, uh-huh. it's the second week where she has the pink on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. She looks down into the crowd. She says, "How'd you do that so fast?" She has on my outfit. So, Miss Shalale mm-hmm. or Miss Shalahi mm-hmm. or Shalale, Shalale. Okay, I can't pronounce her. It. Her. She, I guess, recreated Beyonce's week one Coachella look. Gotcha, gotcha. And went back the second week for okay. Beyonce. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was just—it's a fun song. Mm-hmm. My mom and I were arguing because at first she was like, "I don't like it." She's like, "This is well, a," she's like, "This is a classic." You yeah, know, it is a classic. She's like, "She messed it up." Uh, I'm like, but if you listen to the whole song, uh-huh. it's only at the end where she adds a little spin on it. Okay, that's fun for the kids and it keeps yeah. it relevant. Yeah, because I only heard the the part with the challenge because that's all I've seen mm-hmm. on Instagram. I haven't seen Homecoming. And so, it was cute. It's like cute. it was cute. It's I saw fun. I saw the one where like this girl was grand- dancing with her grandma. Yes, and grandma tried. To, she, she she tried to bunny hop, bunny hop, <laughs> pop and lock, pop and drop it. But yeah, she didn't go too far. Mm-mm. But it's- and then I saw the the guy uh, from Charlotte, the meteorologist. Oh yes, Nate. No, um, what's his name? His name is his handle is at Fox Forty Six Nick. Oh, okay. He's a meteorologist out of Charlotte. Oh, he was the little cute. white boy he in has, the suit. He had, some, he had some little moves. He did. It was cute. Mm-hmm. He it had a little fun. body too. I checked out his Instagram. Oh, he was stalking huh? a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's a fun thing. It's fun. Like my yeah. mom was like, "Oh, people gonna think Beyonce made the song." I'm like, "No one is gonna think that." Yeah, I think no. She just, <laughs> like even Frankie, Frankie Beverly. Yeah. I was like saying how happy he was. Mm-hmm, he's like he's, he getting some change. Oh, he's getting a pretty penny. Yeah. But he was like, you know, this is one of the best things that happens to him. Mm-hmm, but I think it breathed new life check. into that song. It did. It was like a fresh take on it. Like, it still maintained, like, the integrity because everybody right. she didn't knows that song. It. Right. Everybody knows the song. She did add, like, her own spin on it. And that's mm-hmm. what you kind of have to do. You have to, if you're going to do a remake 
or something like that. You have of the to, Negro National Cookout anthem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if anything, you have but to that like that song is like your, one of the biggest songs for the black community. It is, but you have to like take take it and then put your own spin on it and then elevate it to something different or like change right. it in a way where it's not just a reproduction of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she did. She did a good. Right. She did a good yeah. job. It wasn't a reproduction. I'll give her props because, like you said, it just didn't. It kept the integrity. Yeah. But so sometimes people want to sample something and take it too far where it's yeah. unrecognizable. Yeah. It's clearly, uh-huh. we know what it is, mm-hmm. but she didn't change it too, too, too much. much. Yeah. You know, change is slow. But congrats, Beyonce. Congrats, we love that girl. song. Before I let go. <laughs> also, Woodstock 50. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of letting go. Consult. They canceled it. Damn. So Woodstock um, was the big like hippie festival in, in 1969. 1969. Yeah. So this year was going to be the 50th. They also got a lot of VD from that too. So you can do that. <laughs> and a lot of babies. And, right. You know, all kind of stuff back then. You know, abortion wasn't legal back then. It wasn't? Mm-hmm. Oh. In 69? I mean, I don't really know. I just know we went to the moon. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> and so they canceled it because they said they were having like all kinds of issues with like the permits. And then somebody was like, someone needs to put up like $20 million to save it. And yeah. all the sponsors were like, no, man. They were trying to appeal to like too many audiences, I think, because they were trying to appeal to like this Coachella crowd. Mm-hmm. And then but that's already happened. Also, that's, that's our Woodstock. Yeah. And then they were also trying to, oh, it's 50. We need to, you know, think about the people who went to the original Woodstock. I was like, they're not they here. all dead. <laughs> yeah. Or they like old, like no one is 70 years old. Trying to be out there in their Depends. Right. And their um, Hover Around Scooter. Right. Y'all better do a nursing home tour. Basically. <laughs> but I heard they had like Jay-Z and they had like really current artists that they were trying That's to. That's not Woodstock. At all. Yeah. It's just like another Coachella. And I get people trying to relive the moment and trying to bring it back. The nostalgia. The nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just but, gotta let things be where mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. You just let it be a distant memory. Mm-hmm. And then I think that if you try it too hard, then you're kind of tarnishing the memory of what the right. original was. Right. So, yeah, I mean, just cancel it. Don't, just don't do it. Right. Yeah. It's better they don't do it. Well, I'm glad it got canceled. Me too. Okay, I wasn't going child. What's this next category? The category is, <laughs> have you heard about this guy in Atlanta? He's in prison. His name is Shad. Little Bow Wow? No. His name's Shad. His name is Shad, yeah. Damn. So this guy, his name is Shad, and he's in prison in Atlanta. And he got locked up in 2016 for robbery and um, maybe some other charges. But he's going to be released in October of this year. Okay. So, you know, he is in... I hope in, he, uh, you know... Gets back, reinstates his right to vote so he can be on, you know, the Biden train. But uh, he probably won't. Ooh, but it's expensive. Is it? Yeah. It costs a lot of money. It's like a couple thousand dollars. No, he probably ain't paying that. He might rob somebody else to get it. Oh, stop. But um, so he created a fashion line. Okay. Called The Trenches. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And he creates clothes out of prison uniforms and prison materials. I got a lot of questions for Shad. Okay. Because he doing interviews. He has a full-fledged Instagram account. So someone on the outside must be helping him. Well, how does he have an Instagram account? A cell phone? Like... What if he getting cell phones in prison? I watch MSNBC Locked Up Raw. Yeah. And the things that people be putting in their orifices... (laughs) To, to smuggle things, they be yeah. putting the whole iPhones and bars of soap. Yeah, I didn't know bars of soap was that big. 
How do you get it out, though? That's the problem. You know how to get it out well. now. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. Oof. But he has, like, a full Instagram account. Like, wow. he was posting, like, every day. Wow. I'm like, how did not that not get confiscated? Mm-hmm. Like, they need to toss your cell and, like, get that cell phone. Right. He probably used, like, a fan to charge the battery. Ooh, I did see you that. You remember that? I wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like a fan. Maybe they somehow like like had a um an ink pen mm-hmm. and they was like soldering it. Yeah, they soldered it out. It's it's you know what? There's a lot of untapped talent in America's yeah, prisons. Yeah. Just the ingenuity. I'm impressed. Yeah, they find out a way to do it. But he's been up in there having project runway? Yeah, basically. He be Ooh. making clothes out of like the bed sheets and the pillowcases and I see he's sewing things with like dental floss. <laughs> I mean, again. Yeah, I mean, you will make a way out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, I and mean, good for you, Shad. I hope you get your life together when you get out. But girl, dental floss and paper clips. Listen, Project Runway is gonna call you. Yes, I think he needs to go to Project Runway. Mm-hmm. You know, turn your life around. Amazing. Yeah. You know, but I'm at, is he selling the fashions in the prison? <laughs> How's that work? Can you go down I mean, to the commissary and get some of the newest lines from the spring summer 2019 for the trench? He's probably somebody's prison wife, but Ooh. he has he does have mercies. <laughs> he does. He has a couple little bags. Oh, wow. oh mess. You know. Good for His you, patterns shot. always cinch at the waist. Oh, wow. They're giving illusion. You gotta give a you know a little shape. I'm not mad at it. I'm, I'm not, not mad at questions. it. I got so many questions. Because is that is that considered destruction of like state federal or property? Federal property? Yeah, is it federal or state prison. Uh, I don't know. Well, is it of government property? Yeah. Like you up here, like cutting up the mattress to to <laughs> to, to make patterns. And what are you sleeping on? I don't know, sis. Yeah. How much dental floss you getting down to commissary? I don't know. How much he got on his books, but but he got a lot of like I saw on like was it the shave room? He had a lot of little um recognition. He, I mean, I think it's good that he's doing something. He's trying to turn his life around. He's found a passion. And, you know, when you're locked up, you ain't got nothing but time. But at least he's literally. using it, it, it positively. But I just, I'm just, I just, there's some logistical questions. Yeah, I mean, my question is like, how are you doing all of this? Is it selling? You're probably trading, trading it. But I thought you had to wear like a prison uniform in prison. Or is this just like Oz? Like you can just walk around whatever the fuck you want to wear. Like out of BC with a hat on the side of your head. <laughs> I'm just really confused. Yeah, I'm confused. I mean, Shad got like track suits. He'll never have a shirt on. And how he got all this money? Shad, he got 48.5 thousand followers. <laughs> Hold the fuck up. You know what? So do you think this is glorifying the the the, the prison? Oh, he got a GoFundMe. Okay, I'm done. I am done. We're already funding you, sis. We're already funding you yeah. with these tax dollars. He won fifteen thousand dollars off the GoFundMe. He had four sixty four. I'm just confused. Maybe as someone who's not acquainted with the prison system. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. I'm just confused as to how this works. Again, good for you, Shad. You're trying to do something. He said he ain't want to be in the kitchens. He want to be what? In the work in the kitchen, but is or so is, is doing he doing laundry. laundry? Yeah. Well, you know, shot. I'm not mad at you. Category is trying to get these amount of followers too. I mean, I'm not mad at it, shot. I got his little side hustle. So speaking of side hustles, have you heard about the Uber strike? No, what you talking about? Yeah. So on May 8th, Uber and Lyft drivers are gonna strike because they're protesting. Okay. 
And Lyft? And Lyft, yeah. Damn. So both. So good luck getting around. So they're going to strike because they are saying that they want better pay and better working conditions. Now, my question is... Conditions? Conditions. Like, you driving your own car. Right. So... Because so, yeah, <laughs> as, as, as an Uber passenger... Uh-huh. The conditions I've been subjected yeah. to as a paying customer have been sometimes very unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I've had to hold my nose. Yeah, I've had to actually end my ride mm-hmm. like twenty blocks before it needed to be ended, so mm-hmm. I can get out and just walk. Yeah, I've been in stanky vehicles. I've been in soiled vehicles. Yeah. I've been in like hot ones when they don't hot turn on the they AC. don't turn on the air, and you're back there like yeah dying. Yeah, or they like slamming the brakes. You mm-hmm. get car sickness. Yeah. Oh my god! Did I tell you about my crazy Uber driver? No. That time. Oh my god! So I was running late for work one day, uh-huh. and I had like this big meeting, and it was um, like summertime. So I was like, I could walk to work, but by the time I get there, I didn't want to be like sweaty, sweaty. or anything because I was like rushing. Right. And I had a meeting like as soon as I got to work. So I was like, let me order Uber. You know, I'll get there. It'll be fine. So the Uber driver, you know how you get the notification, they're downstairs. So I went down. And he had parked like down the street. They never were talking to you <laughs> right. And so I'm looking for the car. And so as I walk up, he had all of these like skull, um, like bumper stickers and like all these weird, like just weird bumper stickers. Okay. And then I get in the car and it smelled like he smoked like a pack of cigarettes Ugh. as soon as you know he and that parked was right the up car. In your clothes. Yeah. And so you know, I'm running late. I don't have time to, like, cancel the ride, get another one. Right. So, I'm like, all right, I'll just, you know, deal with it. So, I noticed this, like, contraption on the dashboard. I didn't think anything of it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And it looked like those um, debit card, credit card machines that they bring to your table or that you swipe. Okay. So, it looked like that. And I was like, so I'm looking at it. It had like this coiled like wire that kind of plugged in somewhere. And so I'm like trying to look lighter. and figure out like what it was. And so then he took takes a wrong turn. And then we end up going like this way we were, were not supposed to go. Right. So then <laughs> we're driving. He takes another wrong turn. Mm. Then are he, you being abducted? That's what it seems like. Okay. And he's. He has, like, all these crazy tattoos, like, down his arm. He's, like, talking to himself. And then I didn't want to I didn't want to judge, you know, because I'm like... It's okay to judge, baby. Yeah. Especially when your safety is, yeah. in, is, is a factor. So we stop at this stoplight, and that crazy little contraption that was on the dashboard starts buzzing. These lights start flashing. <gasps> and oh, my God. He starts freaking out. Wait. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Don't, and he starts, don't. yeah. So then he reaches on the side of it and pulls this tube. And Bitch. he, like, takes a deep breath and blows into the tube, like, his life depended on He it. has a breathalyzer. I, yeah. And <laughs> I, did, I had never seen one. I didn't know what, they, what it was. And because, like, the car, like, shuts off. Yes. And then, so he takes this huge breath. He huffs into this thing. And then finally, like, it stops beeping. And then, like, a green light flashes. Uh-huh. And the car, like, starts back up. And so the, he looks at me. And then I look at him. And I was like, uh, I can just get out right here. Oh, my God. And I just got out. And I walked, like, the three blocks. 
to work because I was just like, oh my God, I, I didn't know what to do. So after my meeting, I got on my email and I wrote a letter to Uber. You better write that letter. And I said, you know, I explained the situation, what happened, how, you know, it smelled like cigarette smoke in the car, the breathalyzer thing, and how I just felt unsafe. Because I'm like, how are you? You got people who need breathalyzers for their car to run, but you got them driving me around. Right. And so, you know, if you had that installed in your car, that means you had probably several DUIs at this point. So they they should do a background check. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Yeah. And so Uber writes me back and they were like, oh, we're so sorry for your, you know, ride. They gave me all my money back and they gave me like a $30, $40 credit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the only issue they addressed in my like lengthy email was the fact that he was smoking a cigarette before I got in the car. Mm. And I was like, so what about the breathalyzer? Right. They don't care. Child, I don't know. (laughs) In my experience, I prefer Lyft to Uber. I think that Uber drivers often oftentimes have nicer cars. They, yeah, yeah. But I think that Lyft drivers are, um, the drivers themselves are better. Okay. Like, they're better actual, like, actual drivers. Driver. There's been times when I've been in Uber and I've been, like, scared for my life. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm gonna make it out this car mm-hmm. because the person can't drive, mm-hmm. just runs through red lights or mm-hmm. just isn't aware. You can tell they're a yeah. bad driver. Yeah, okay. Or, uh, although they have a nicer car, a newer mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. it's filthy, it smells, yeah. you know, you might be in a, like a, a nineteen, you know, a two thousand one Toyota Camry, mm-hmm. but you got to you know manually roll down your window <laughs> on Lyft. But, but I think the drivers okay. are, are better drivers. That's just been my personal experience. Okay. But I haven't had any crazy stories like no. that. But I just I don't know. I, I get the whole ride sharing culture. Mm-hmm. I remember like there was a point in time when when I first did Uber, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is weird. Like, yeah. I'm getting in the car with a stranger. With a stranger, yeah. But I mean, we're just used to it now because yeah. it's commonplace. Mm-hmm. But to me, I don't understand what they're going on strike for because yeah. again, working conditions are conditions that you create. Yeah, you work in your you're own car. You're not even car. an employee. No, you're a, like a, con- a contractor. I, from what I understand, I think that like you have to drive a lot because mm-hmm. if you think about it, you have to. It's wear and tear on your car. Yeah, it's gas. Mm-hmm. And you have to drive, like, uh, they're making, like, minimum wage by the time you all, you know, you work out the numbers in terms right. of what they're profiting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's oftentimes in, like, you know, living in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. there's lots of construction. Yeah. I'll tell a driver to take a certain way, mm-hmm. and they'll ignore me to go with the GPS. Yeah. Or, or I'll, That's... I'll put a specific address that I'm at, mm-hmm. and they'll be, like, three blocks over. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well how come so many drivers just don't know the city? Yeah. So oftentimes when, I mean, I live in an area that's just right above center city. Technically. I mean, I'm a 20 minute walk from city hall, mm-hmm. but like, I find that I'll take like Uber into downtown, the city yeah. downtown mm-hmm. and I'll just take a cab home because okay. cab drivers just know the city. Better. Yeah. A lot of the Uber drivers are not from Philly. Like they come into the city mm-hmm. to make money at night on the weekends, but they don't know the streets. That's why they rely so much on GPS. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I lived here. I, I know the streets like the back of my mm-hmm. hand, but that's because I've been living here for yeah, forever. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, like you said, it'll be summertime and they won't even turn the heat, the right. air the on. The air, yeah. Or I've been in, in the wintertime where I've been cold, they won't turn the heat on. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was going to um, Iceland and I had like, I was going to the airport. To the airport, yeah. And I had luggage mm-hmm. and the guy like came and he's like, oh, like my trunk's dirty. Like you can't. <laughs> fit your luggage in oh wow and like i was like well can i put it in like the back seat and uh-huh. he was like oh my girlfriend's riding with me and, our car, and they had like a car seat in the back seat oh, wow he's like well your luggage can sit on your lap and oh I was like, you get no stars 
No, I, yeah. I, I can't. I was like, well, you need to cancel the ride. He's like, what's going to charge you? I said, it I, will. Yeah. I was like, well, let's wait. <laughs> but it was just like crazy because uh-huh. you're driving Uber. Why do you have a dirty trunk? Yeah. Why is your girl riding with you? Yeah. And then like, it was just too. He's like, he had a car seat in the back. Like clearly, mm-hmm. you're just doing too much. Well, you should give them. You should give him a one star, and then they they would contact you. Mm-hmm. And then give you all your money back, and they would really make it okay. Really, I mm-hmm. usually give about three stars for a good ride. Well, I have some criteria. If they talk to me too much, you're getting a star taken off. Well, if your car is dirty, you're getting another star taken off. And because I don't like when they talk to me. Right. I saw this one guy. He had a menu. He was like, "Do you want a silent ride? Do you want a therapy ride? <laughs> oh, wow. Do you want a comedy ride?" Uh-huh. And he like. Like, when you get in, he offered his a menu of rides, oh, wow. and you can just tell him what you want. Uh-huh. Like, so if you would be a person who would want a silent Silent. Ride. Don't talk to me. Do you have some bottles of water in the back? Do you have some candy and mints? And can I charge my phone? Right. You right. get five stars if you can meet all of that. All of those. Mm-hmm. Child, well, best of luck to you Uber drivers. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard out here, but y'all well, could also step it up. Yeah. Well, it's coinciding with the Uber um, IPO, and so they're oh. thinking that, yeah, so Uber's probably evaluated at like a hundred billion dollars and so they just want to share that they want their right. wages Does to Uber go even up play taxes because you know amazon doesn't well, pay taxes probably not that's crazy. at that level probably not and so um that's probably like the real issue they just want some more money and they should get it maybe uh, some of them should some get of them it. should get it some of them but a lot of them others. yeah so let's get into our next segment of the show i, I said what, what i said ah <sighs> I have to just address an issue that's been happening locally here in the Philadelphia community. Mm-hmm. As we stated previously, this past weekend was Black Pride in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kickoff of the Black Pride season, or Pride season in general. Yeah. And it was a weekend uh, for black gay men and women mm-hmm. and others yeah. to come together and ce- celebrate uh, their queerness or their belonging to the LGD- LGBT plus community. community. On um, April 24th, which was what, last Wednesday, Wednesday, there was some fervor Mm -hmm. on the social media here Mm -hmm. because the leaders of Philadelphia, Black Black Pride, Pride. Mm -hmm. well, I think Black Gay Pride, Gay Pride's redundant. Is it Black? I think it's it's Philadelphia Black Pride. Pride. Right, right, right. Uh, Released an open letter. (sighs) I hate those. (sighs) Me too. I especially well. hate when they're not well written or edited <laughs> yeah. or proofread. Yeah, I guess but we'll they released a letter saying that or requesting that people boycott a popular LGBT bars event. Mm-hmm. So again, um, because they this particular bar in the bar, I'll say the name. I don't say mean, it, they yeah. said the name. Yeah. The bar is Woody's. Mm-hmm. So in Philadelphia, we have what's called a gayborhood. And mm-hmm. it kind of runs along 13th, 13th Street from Street. about Locust to Walnut, I'd say. And then from 13th down to about... It's been getting smaller uh, over the years. Yeah. About 12th or 12th. 11th or 10th. I would say 11th. 11th. Yeah, so that's our small little gayborhood mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And the organizers of Philadelphia Black Pride uh, published an open letter mm-hmm. on social media asking the black pride attendees mm-hmm. to boycott any events this particular weekend and also in the future indefinitely yeah. 
that were hosted by Woody's. Mm-hmm. Now, Woody's is the largest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say one of the oldest. Probably definitely the oldest. Gay say. bars yeah. in Philadelphia. It's kind of like the Mecca, if you will. If mm-hmm. you come to Philadelphia as a, as a gay person, you go to you Woody's. You go to Woody's. Um, you know, I have my own problems with Woody's well, over the past few years in terms of their... The straight white women? Correct. Like yeah. the bachelorette parties mm-hmm. and they're catering to that demographic. Yeah. And it kind of no longer being a, a safe space right. for queer people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that aside, I felt like Black Gay Pride um, was actually just trolling Woody's with the release of this mm. letter. Yeah. Now, um, without getting into the specifics or even reading the letter... Um, <laughs> Was, it's not very legible to begin with. It's not. Um, the letter was just really hard to read. And I think that I, you know, I'm a black gay person. Mm-hmm. Again, I stated earlier that I really don't go to black pride events in Philadelphia uh, just because it's not my zhuzh. It's yeah. not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's this element of like, you want to go to another city and act up. <laughs> like, you don't want to, you don't want to shit where you eat, right? It's true. But it's also just like, it's not of interest to me. Mm-hmm. I've been a club kid for a very long time. Long time. Too long. I, I've been, I've outgrown this phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other things that I would like to do as related to right. pride. Yeah. And, you know, also being in Philadelphia for, you know, well over a decade, mm-hmm. I've, I, Black Kid Pride can be a little bit of a messy event. But that's no, no judgment call on people who choose to go or want right. to partake in its festivities. Mm-hmm. My issue is this. You release a letter, yeah. which is grammatically incorrect yeah. contains multiple spelling error errors mm-hmm. it's poorly written mm-hmm. i would say like it's not even the high school level no you know competency in terms of writing mm-hmm. and in said letter i was able to surmise you know through the lack of subject verb agreement yeah. um uh just proper conjugation yeah. and anyway i'm not mm-hmm. going to get into the grammar of the letter because that's not the point mm-hmm. well it is the point well but I was able to surmise that, I guess, Black Gay Pride wanted to work with Woody's to host some kind of a block party mm-hmm. that um, talks kind of dwindled mm-hmm. or uh, disintegrated. Mm-hmm. And Black Gay Pride decided to no longer partner with Woody's on that event. Mm-hmm. And then about four days before Black Pride, mm-hmm. they... In- discovered through several investigations Mm -hmm. that uh, Woody's was going forward with an event that was under the guise or perpetrated as a black gay pride event without actually including the um, participation or the the cosign or the uh, permission Mm -hmm. of the black Black gay Gay pride Pride organization. organization And to me, they said that, you know, Woody's co-opted the event without asking permission. Well, that is the that is the definition of co-opt. So it's just like, just, to me, <laughs> as a textualist, as someone who, you know, really cares about the written word and the written communication, mm-hmm. I read the letter and I couldn't understand what they were trying to communicate. <laughs> and that was the one, the first issue. And then the second issue was, is, well, what's really happening here? Because okay. I feel like even as a person who's totally unfamiliar with what was going on, mm-hmm. is, is that I... I, I was able to deduce that they pro- Woody's probably was in talks with you, as yeah, you admitted, at some point. Yeah. At some point to do this event, uh-huh. Woody's probably had the financial backing, definitely, as a for-profit organization, mm-hmm. as opposed to a, I believe that Black Gay Prize a five hundred one c three nonprofit. It is uh, to to handle the permits, the security, mm-hmm. the police barricading mm-hmm. of the corridor, yeah. which would host the Black Gay Pride Black Party, right. 
we applied for said permit. I think that after the application of said permit, that talks disintegrated, mm-hmm. and, or you know, they decided to no longer partner. Yeah, and that Black Gay Pride went on its way, mm-hmm. and that Woody's now had money likely invested because yeah. I believe that they probably fronted the money for mm-hmm. this. Definitely. And now that they wanted, they didn't want to see that money just be um, Oof, wasted. God. They wanted to get some kind of return on their investment mm-hmm. and chose to go through with the event. Yeah. These are my issues and my gripe. Black Gay Pride, as far as I'm concerned, just looking at it in terms of the branding, does not have a trademark. It is not a uh, specific event. Mm-hmm. Those three words are not new- unique. They are not... Um, they lack an individual characteristic. It's a okay. pride event right. targeted at a specific community. Right. I don't see, and it happens during Penn Relays weekend yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. I don't see why Woody's, as a private establishment, mm-hmm. cannot throw an event to support right. Black Gay Pride. Right. I believe that the organizers of it wow. just wanted Woody's to come kiss the ring mm-hmm. and to, they wanted to basically throw the kind of event that they wanted mm-hmm. without. With Woody's money, mm-hmm. but without Woody's say. Right. And that's what I was able to surmise. And that's not right. how it works, sis. No, girl. And I feel like now, for you, four days before the event, to try to yeah. troll Woody's mm-hmm. and try to create this hype or this controversy, mm-hmm. asking people to boycott them, well, it didn't work. Because I walked past Woody's and it was packed with lots of black <laughs> people yeah. drinking their strong-ass, cheap-ass drinks. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if you're an organizer of this event, looking at, you know, hey, we want our... There's people who travel from all over the country to mm-hmm. come to this. We want a multitude of options. Yeah. Why do this so publicly? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do it so publicly, why do it so poorly? So poorly, written? yeah. You know? Because to me, that only alludes to the fact that maybe you were difficult to work with, or maybe Woody's didn't even know what you want, because no one can tell <laughs> from how you poorly you writ- wrote the letter. Right. You know? It was just, to well, me, I it just, was just crazy. I, I, yeah. So part of the issues I had with this was that... <sighs> Yes, Philly Black Pride is an event. Right. Everyone knows it happens a certain time of the year. But no one owns that event. Exactly. So say um, the Super Bowl happens every year. Right. So in a city that's hosting the Super Bowl, is the Super Bowl going to say no sports bar in the city can host any kind of event? Right. Like, they, Woody's don't need your permission to host an event during a weekend that happens to be Black Gay Pride. Right. And you should want them to host yeah. events. Yeah. And I think that... But it, well, it was kind of race baiting because it was like, it was. Oh, here is this white this white yeah. owned bar is now mm. trying to co-opt our Black Pride. And it was just like, why are you trying... That's just... Yeah. To me, it was race baiting unnecessary. Yeah. Well... I am going to co-sign on your I Said What I Said because I actually have first-hand experience working with this organization. Okay. And several years ago, I was acquainted with the person who was the president of Philly Black Pride at the time. He's not... So he's no longer the president. But anyway, um, you know, I decided I wanted to get more active. I wanted to be more involved in the community. Sure. They, I guess, created this whole, like, application and interview process. It was a bit... Uh, extra. Sure. And so I applied for it and then you had to like interview. It was ridiculous. So then you have to intern for like a pride season. Okay. Before and then at the end they vote if you can like be on the board for like the like next season. like a Fortune 500 season. company. Right. With no one to fucking edit your open letters. <laughs> right. And so even like in the planning processes of all this stuff we would have meetings. They would be scheduled to start at, you know, 
6 o'clock, 6.30 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. they wouldn't start till 9, 10 o'clock at night. Excuse me? It would be, you know, 12 a.m., 1 a.m., and the no. meetings are, like, just finishing. And they just didn't have their shit together, mm-hmm. like, at all. And so, you know, we are planning these events. They're poorly planned, first of all. Second of all, like when it came time for the event, they're poorly executed as well. Okay. And so, you know, there was just a lot of times where there's this miscommunication. There's, you know, this lack of um, like due diligence. There's a lack of just preparation on the part of Black Pride. And when you get to the event, like it doesn't start on time. Like they would scheduled the event to start at like six o'clock in the evening mm-hmm. and you know we as the interns at the time had to show up you know set up move stuff you know put up posters and things like that and it would come time for the event and no one was there right and the event would start like two hours late and they would say oh well we knew people weren't going to come at the time we put it so we just didn't expect anyone to be here anyway. Okay. And I'm just like... Is that like a cultural thing to miss? No. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, it was just a mess. And then so at the end of this internship um, experience, they were like, write us a, um, an evaluation on how how we did. Okay. Or, you know, your thoughts and, you know, things like that. So I wrote them a lengthy email. Okay. And I broke down every event. And I didn't want to, you know, just like tear them down. I was like, okay, no. you know... This is what this is what went well. These are the areas for improvement. And there were a lot of areas for improvement and I never heard from them again. Right. Cuz they I either they were embarrassed or they just thought I was coming for them when I was really just trying to be constructive because sure. if I want I wanted to be involved with this organization but I didn't want it to be a mess. Mm-hmm. And it's a mess and I or was a mess. Well, clearly is. It's clearly still is. Right. And, you know, just the way it was run and, like, the mentalities of the people on these leadership positions, it was just like, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think we, we discussed whether or not we wanted to discuss this issue. Yeah. Because we are both black gay men. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get pushback from our community. Right, right. At the same time, and it's not airing dirty laundry, but it's about having a frank discussion yeah. about expectations and mm-hmm. what should be done. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though that... Um, you know, I know why I don't really have too much involvement or go to Black Pride events. Wow. But that's just because I value my time, I value yeah. my money, and mm-hmm. my effort and energy. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel like I don't know any of the organizers personally. So wow, this is not I a do. personal judgment. But they're still f- public, forward-facing people mm-hmm. who are putting out open letters. Yeah. And I can't help but feel as though, um, you know, what I'm able to, you know, I can just, I can see shit for what it is. Basically. That some of the leadership might be people who are really invested in self-aggrandizement. Yes, definitely. And are not really receptive to constructive feedback They're for not. the betterment of the yeah, event. Yeah. Because it's not really about the event. It's not really about the black community. Mm-hmm. It's not really about black gay, mm-hmm. gay pride. Mm-hmm. It's really about themselves. themselves yeah. And I think that that is part of the problem mm-hmm. when it comes down to like a um, organizational mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, black gay pride, there's lots of it's basically just a whole bunch of parties and it's just multiple club promoters and party promoters. Mm -hmm. Did those black party promoters have to like ask advice? I felt like it was really kind of just causing some dissension Mm -hmm. within the gay community. And Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. The gay community has a lot of racial issues that need to be seriously addressed. And Mm -hmm. there's lots of dissension. Mm -hmm. But to me, I felt like this was creating an, uh, uh, 
uh, unnecessary and right. unsupported opportunity mm-hmm. to race bait mm-hmm. in furtherance of promotion of your event. Yeah. And I know that they did have a block party in Fairmont Park, um, Belmont, mm-hmm. um, which is about five miles outside the city yeah. on a hill. Yeah. But it's just like, I'm, I'm not trying to beat up on Black Gay Pride. I, it takes, I'm sure just like it takes a lot of work out of these people's day. It's a lot of time and effort and energy. Uh-huh. But like, let's do it right. Let's yeah. do it correct. Yeah. And not for nothing, as a black gay man, I don't feel, you know, I'm not in the club scene like I used to be, mm-hmm. but I still like to go out and have a fun mm-hmm. and have a cocktail and shake a tail feather. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the black gay experience has become a monolith. And I and it, it, that the black, fully black pride at least, does not speak to the diversity right. and the complexity right. and the multifacetedness mm-hmm. that it is to be a black gay man mm-hmm. and that's what we try to do here through this podcast mm-hmm. is kind of speak to you know you and i have our differences on mm-hmm. lots of issues yeah but i think that we are trying to just represent how the black gay community is multifaceted yeah we're not one-dimensional i think that right. with black gay pride it presents as very one-dimensional right and you know the things that they're doing if you look at their website and the events that they you know were promoting they were very one dimensional, mm-hmm. like very one note. And, you know, that just doesn't speak to everyone in the community. Sure. Like, yeah, there are other people who like that, but, you know, why not accept some positive feedback and criticism and mm-hmm. open it up to a wider audience? And I think that sometimes, especially with affinity groups professionally or even like things like this, is that we can kind of like um, get into a, a, a cycle. Mm hmm that we just do the same things that we've done because that's how we've always done them. And there's not really much room for innovation Mm -hmm. and ingenuity in that we are just replicating the same model. But I also recognize and realize that there's a certain segment of the black gay community that will just be like, well, I'm going to boycott because that's what I was told to do without, without having any, you know, critical thinking thinking and questioning. Well, why? why? And kind of seeing that, my thing is, if you were investigating this issue, mm-hmm. the investigation should have been handled more than four days before right. Pride started. Right. Yeah. You, you got some information, mm-hmm. and you were upset by said information. And I think that, um, in my opinion, they chose mm-hmm. the wrong way to handle that um, from, a per- from a public relations perspective and yeah, also from a, a, just a, a writing perspective. <laughs> you need to install Grammarly next time. And come correct every time. Every time. All right, child. Well, that was our, I said what I said for the week. Let's hop into our tens, 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 tens across the board. board. All right, so my tens this week goes to uh, an American fashion model. And anyone who knows me knows that I have a... a, a Soft spot for fashion. Um, I do love models. Mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell is the queen. I love fashion magazines. I just love that whole world of luxury and wealth and opulence. <laughs> <laughs> Over the topness through fashion. But I also think that fashion is very important because it can communicate to, to our society what we value. And I think that fashion is always... Um, it's an important medium. It's just as important as music. It's just as important as um, dance and theater and film Mm -hmm. because it's a way, and it's it's also very personal because it's how people express themselves. Mm -hmm. But fashion has a lot of boundaries, just like 
all areas of the arts. And I think that this particular person who gets a 10 this week is pushing the boundaries. She is a Muslim American. She's actually Somali American mm. um, model. Her name is Halima Aden. And she is a Muslim model mm-hmm. who is a hijabi. And she wears hijab, meaning that she wears the head covering, mm-hmm. uh, covering her hair in her neck oftentimes. Does modeling. it match her outfits? Always. Always? Okay. Yes, it's always Because I don't the like outfit. the fencer lady because she never matches hers with her I outfit. can never pronounce her name. Uh-huh. I have like a whole bunch of like vowels. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this, um, this, this is a young woman. Her name is Halima Aden. She's actually um, very young. She's born in 1997. Ooh, okay. Uh, but she was, she won the Miss Minnesota pageant. Minnesota has a lot of uh, Muslim. Has they a large Muslim, Muslim population. Yeah. Oh. I found in my research. Okay. And after that, she was signed to IMG Models. Mm-hmm. And now she is the first hijabi woman to be featured in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Is she wearing a burkini? Out. She is wearing a burkini. Really? Baby. Yes. And she's <laughs> rocking it. Y'all, and y'all will eat it. She's rocking this burkini. Yes, she's buddy. serving fashions and looks. And she's doing it in a she's way that is... She's serving face and that's it. Well, and earrings. Because the and earrings are hefty. Ankles. <laughs> In wrist, but I, I I live for it, you know, because I think that there's there is room for people to be themselves and represent mm-hmm. their religions and their beliefs in in fashion, especially in women's fashion, which is oftentimes kind of rested on the whole sex appeal, yeah, in in in, in showing of one's body, yeah, and it, especially in the Sports Illustrated issue, which you know Tyra Banks was the first African American cover model when she was like you know pulling off pulling her bottoms down. It's a very in that polka dot mm-hmm. pink and red yeah you know it's a very sexy maxim type men's magazine mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. but here she is fully covered uh, <laughs> being herself <laughs> what and I, I live for it I, I stand for it i think it's no hot. man because it's showing that sexiness uh-uh. in different ways you're not here for no, it no. <laughs> i am here for it i am digging she it like she got caught in a fishing net what you mean no man I think there's room for it and I'm living for it and I think it's awesome and she gets my 10s this week because I think that she's showing and representing that hijabi women can be sexy and desirable while still adhering and upholding to their religious beliefs yes and I think that that is awesome no I think that that uh -uh. is fashion and that's inclusivity and that's important and we need to see more of that so go I guess go girl yeah she better rock it She's just making all types of fashion boundaries because oftentimes, you know, Muslim women want to feel beautiful as well, but they want to still, you mm. know, she look hot. That fabric don't breathe. Well, anyway, child, who's your, who's your <laughs> 10 since you got so much criticism for mine this week? Well, keeping in the vein of feminism and women doing the damn thing. Yes. My 10s this week is going to Arya motherfucking Stark. Y'all know I love Game of Thrones. The epic battle of Winterfell came on last night. You know, they had been hyping this uh, episode up for like over a year, pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was like the epic battle between the Night King and he has this army of the dead. And so going into it, you knew a lot of people were going to die. And it would like kind of set up the conflict for like the rest of the season. And, you know, it's only three episodes left at this point. And so it was just really um tense going into it last night okay and so the battle the episode was like 82 minutes or 83 minutes long and then the battle itself was like the longest consecutively um filmed battle wow in television history because it was like 
over 45 minutes of just fighting of just yeah of just battle yeah and so you know they had been building up this whole conflict between Jon Snow who's like the main um, protagonist okay and then the Night King who has um you know like this army of the dead so like the whole eight seasons pretty much they've been like kind of building towards this moment and they you go into the episode thinking that it's going to be this you know sword fight between the Night King and Jon Snow and they keep trying to like set it up where they can like duel one on one okay but it just goes completely left and so in the very like final moments of the episode Arya Stark comes out of nowhere bitch and she kills the Night King and I was so happy so her story she's been going through like this training she was a tomboy like in the beginning she didn't uh-huh. want to be like a lady and wear dresses and so yeah her she busted down Tatiana last episode she did she lost her virginity oh gosh yeah. and so she had been on this journey of like kind of defying the norms of what you know a typical young lady is supposed to to be okay she didn't want to you know put on dresses and go sewing and knitting she wanted to you know fight like the boys and mm-hmm. train and like shoot arrows and learn how to wield a sword and things like that and so she went on this um other journey where she like got basically assassin training like she became an assassin wow and so it just looking back on it the foreshadowing was like right on point like they were just dropping like little seeds like the entire eight seasons right and so i was just so happy because i didn't you know i love the show but it tends to kind of get and it's like you know white patriarchy kind of role mm-hmm. and they you know were setting up this Jon Snow character to kill this Night King and it just surprised everyone that Mr. she came Snow out had of nowhere. To have a seat. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But So she stabbed him with the dagger. She stabbed him with the dagger. Where's she stabbing him at? In stag the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh child, we've been drinking. Yeah. So she stabbed him in the heart and he died. Oh. And then the whole army of the dead died too because it was just also, oh, when they die, when, when he, he dies, dies, they die. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. God damn. God yeah. Because like at that moment, it's like the climax because every character is like facing off with these this undead so army. So she gets because like it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like okay. not just you know, for the show, it's a big deal because you know it's Game of Thrones. It's like the biggest show on TV, and it just was so different from I think what everyone was expecting. Right. That. She did the damn thing. Okay. She did that. Go ahead, Arya. Yeah, you get tens for the tens week. Tens for you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another episode here at Category, Category is. is. We hope that you will tune in next week because we have more fun messiness in uh, categories to discuss for you at our weekly ball. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Spotify. Be sure to find us on social media. Our handle is at Category is Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. And don't forget to write us in a listener letter. We have no listener letter to speak. We are uh, getting sad. We're not hearing from our listeners. We want to know what's going on in your lives or suggest a category or a realness uh, topic that we can discuss here on the podcast. So don't forget to write us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you next week, y'all. Have a safe Cinco. Hey, hey.